Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you very much for joining us again this day. We are going to share the word together and enjoy just listening from the throne of our Father. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We bless you. We honor you for this opportunity, Lord, an opportunity just to listen to you, to hear from you, Lord, as you guide us and lead us unto all the ways of the truth. Father, we are here. Speak to us. Minister to us in such a powerful way. May your word go forth in power and in simplicity as you guide us unto all the ways of the truth. In Jesus' name, Spirit of the living God, have your way. Reveal the truth of the Father to us that we may live by the word. Father, you said men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from your mouth. We want to hear from you, Lord. Guide us and lead us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Greetings once again in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you very much for joining us and we are going to enjoy the word of God together. We are going to receive together from the throne of God. And what I want to share with you today, it's very much close to what's happening around us in the time that we're living in. Unfortunately, many people are living as if we are living this until eternity. And they forget that we are here just passing by. We are so generous here on the earth. We are here just for a particular period, which is just for this period, just for this season. Because sometimes when people live as if they would be here all the time, then you find that they live without a purpose. They are focusing on wrong things. They do not care about the kingdom of God. They are always only focusing on their own ambitions, on their own desires, and forgetting what God has created them for. So I just want to share with you today so that we encourage you to always be mindful of what God wants for us at such a time as this, that when we are living now, then we would know this is what God wants us to do. So I want to go with you to the book of Psalms chapter 90 verse 12 in the Living Translation. We're just going to land there so that God can teach us how to number our days so that when we are living here on the earth, we can appreciate every moment that we are still alive because we're seeing a lot of people dying around us, a lot of people passing by. Some of them, they still had a lot to offer. Some of them, they still had a lot of plans. They were planning to do this and that and that and that. So it means when we've got an opportunity and we are still alive, let's not procrastinate. Let us do the best that we can when we are still alive. So let's read it together. Psalms 90 verse 12, the living, it says, Teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. So it means when it says teach us to number our days and help us to spend them as we should, it means sometimes people focus on wrong things and they live as if they are not here for such a time. They are not here for a specific purpose that God has placed them on the earth. So many Christians start very well, they run well, they run their race well when they start, but they do not finish well. A lot of you children of God, you were on fire for the Lord, you were so much uh, excited about serving God when you started, but now you have grown cold. You're doing like what the scriptures say in the book of Matthew, to say in the last day, the love of many will wax cold. 
and I'm want to encourage you that your love for God should not wax cold. Do the best that you can. Step up, stand up again, pull up your socks and serve God and do the best that you can. It doesn't matter how you start in a race. You may start at the back, but at the end you need to be in the front to win. But if you start in the front and you start very well and you are running very well, but when it's about to come to the end, to the finishing line, you are nowhere to be found. You don't win. It doesn't matter if you were leading all the laps, but in the final lap, if you quit, if you lose it, if you grow cold and you do not finish, then you haven't finished the race. So I'm encouraging you because even Paul, he warned the, the children, the, the, the Christians in Galatia, the church of Galatia. And he said to them in the book of Galatians, he said, you were running well. Who has bewitched you? Why have you all of a sudden now started slowing down? So I want to encourage you that as we number our days, as we recognize that the days that we're living in, we need to make the best of this time as we are still alive. Because when you go to the grave, when you die, there is no more work in the grave. The book of Ecclesiastes 9 verse 10 in the Amplified Classic, it reads, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol, the place of the dead, where you are going. So he's in essence here saying, you cannot reserve any energy for the grave. Many people who have passed away, they still had a lot of plans. They were still thinking of doing this. Others passed away even before accepting Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They were keeping on saying, no, it's not yet time. It's not yet time. I will see it. I will see it some other time. But now they are gone. Which means when the psalmist says, Lord, teach us to number our days so that at least we can acknowledge that we need to do what we can for the Lord when we are still alive. Because there is a race that we must run. Each one of us, we have been given a lane to run our race. We have our own individual race that we need to run. Focus on the assignment at hand and know that I'm here for such a time as this. This is our time. We are living in the last days. Some of you wish maybe people like Paul and Peter, they should have been alive now so that they can help us solve the problems that are here. No, you are here for such a time as this. I'm here for such a time as this. Peter and Paul, they did their part. They played their role, but now it's our time. I remember one time when God reminded Mo Joshua after Moses was dead. He said, Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now it's your turn to take these people of Israel and divide the land for them. It means each one of us, this is our time. We cannot keep on asking about what should have happened. Those people should have been here by now. You are here. You are strategically placed wherever you are. All we need to know is we need to be able to know the time that we are living in. So you are strategically placed in a way that you should know that you are at a particular place for a particular reason. Maybe in your local church, maybe even in your organization where you work, and even just being in the country where you stay, in the province where you stay, there is a purpose why you are there. God strategically placed you there. There is no coincidence with God. God is a master strategist. He put things in place for a right time. And you are here for such a time as this. Look at this. In the book of Esther, chapter 4, verse 14, in AMPC, Amplified Classic, it reads, For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance shall arise from, for the Jews from elsewhere. But you and your father's house will perish. And who knows but that you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this and for this very occasion. So what Mordecai here was saying to Esther is to say God has strategically placed you maybe in the kingdom, in the palace for such a time as this. Because Esther was feeling 
I can't go to the king and, and, uh, because the king didn't call me because I may be killed. So was she in essence saying she doesn't mind when other Jews were going to die? So that's what Mordecai said to her. He said, but maybe you have been placed at the kingdom for such a time as this. This scripture blesses my heart because it says to you, for you and I, we are placed here for such a time as this. I see God almost like when somebody is playing a chess game. Those of you who understand chess, a chess game, each piece in the chess game has got a role to play. It doesn't matter how strong the queen is, she needs to be protected by other pieces. And sometimes you find when somebody's playing the chess game, sometimes they give a piece as a way of getting the enemy, giving it like a bait. When, they, when you take a bait, then you are caught. So even when things are in the kingdom, when we are in the kingdom, each one of us has got a role to play. But if you are strategically placed at a certain point at a specific time, don't move because there's a reason why you are there. It's almost like the queen moves to a particular spot and make a, a check to the king, standing close to the king. There should be another piece that's protecting this queen because if this queen is not protected, that queen would be uh, uh, killed. So it means we need to know that wherever we are, God has placed us there for a reason. And we need to play our role. None of us is unimportant. Even in the chess game, it may be a pawn. You may look at it and say it's a very little piece. It's got an important role to play. Some games are won just because of the pony. So even in the kingdom, some of you, where you are now, the, 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 the church where you are now, things are going because you are there, you are an intercessor. You might be working behind the scene, but you are there for a specific reason. Each one of us, let's play our role. Let's do what God wants us to do. Let us be available to God. When he wants to use us, may he find us available. Because God is looking for people to use. Even in the challenges that we have now in the world that we are living in, there are so many challenges. But God cannot do anything on earth except if he uses a person. So he is looking for people he can use. Every time God keeps on looking for people he can use. Whenever there is a challenge on the earth, he looks for a man. He looks for somebody on the earth that he can use. Even when he wanted to deliver the children of Israel from the Egyptians, he found a man called Moses. So it means each one of us, God can find us and use us to be a solution for our people at the time that we're living in. Because if you look at it closely, the book of Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8, it talks about how God wants us to always be available to him. I want us to read it together. Isaiah 6 8, it says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here I am, send me, Lord. So in other words, when God is looking for somebody to send, when God is looking for somebody to use at this moment, like the moment that we are living in, are you available? Are you able to say, Lord, here I am, send me. Here I am, use me. Or are you saying, Lord, use my sister. Lord, use my brother. Use so and so. Where are you? Because some of you, like I said, you started running very well in the kingdom, but now you have grown cold. So I'm just challenging you to step up and know that we need to number our days. We need to ask the Lord to help us number our days that we may live fruitfully at the time that we're living in. So when God is looking for somebody to send, when God is looking for somebody to use, may we be found to be available. 
So it means every time when we are still alive, we should always say, my ambition, my goal, it's always to please God. I want to do that which will please God. Because sometimes if you are only living to please people, and then you find that sometimes you've done everything you thought people would appreciate it, sometimes people don't always appreciate. So you will get discouraged if you are only doing things because you want to please people. But if you say my goal and my ambition, it's always to please God. Whether I'm alive in this body or whether I depart, I want to be always pleasing God. And that should be your ambition. That should be your goal. Because the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9 and 10, we are going to read it in the New Living Translation, NLT. It says, so whether we are here in this body or away from this body, our goal is to please him. For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. You see that he says our goal should always be to please him. Even when we are still on this, in this body, we want to please God. Because we know that the time will come when we have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And when we come to the judgment seat of Christ, we will be rewarded according to what we have done in the flesh while we are still alive. So it means, child of God, do what you can for the kingdom now. You can't say... Uh, uh, let me do this, let me reserve this, and maybe this tomorrow, maybe that then, maybe that then. Sometimes that time doesn't come anymore to do those many things. Can't you do it now? Don't keep on procrastinating. Do what the Lord wants you to do so that when you leave this earth, you will make an impact. So that when you leave this earth, people can talk about how you were used by God to the glory of God. The difference that you will make in the lives of other people. In the name of Jesus. So I want to go with you because as we want to please God all the time, I want to show you that even Jesus' ambition and goal was always to please his father. He always wanted to please the Lord. He always wanted to please his father. So go with me to the book of John chapter 4, verse 34 to 38 in the Passion Translation. It reads, Then Jesus spoke up and said, My food is to be doing the will of him who sent me, and bring it to completion. As the crowds emerged from the village, Jesus said to his disciples, Why would you say the harvest is another four months away? Look at all the people coming. Now is harvest time. For their hearts are like vast fields of ripened grain, ready for a spiritual harvest. And everyone who reaps these souls for eternal life will receive a reward. And those who plant spiritual seeds and those who reap the harvest will celebrate together with great joy. And this confirms the saying, one sows the seed and another reaps the harvest. I have sent you out to harvest a field that you haven't planted, where many others have labored long and hard before you, and now you are privileged to profit from their labors and reap the harvest. I like this portion of scripture. It blesses my heart. Actually, I'm trusting God even for this part about the others who have been laboring so much. A lot of people have been sharing the word of God. The word of God has been preached to so many people. And some people were just not giving in to the word. But the seed has been sown. So now when it's time for us to go, just you speak a simple thing, something that sounds very simple, maybe your own personal testimony. And somebody tells you, no, I really realize I need to come to the knowledge of the Lord. I really need God. I know that I can't solve this on my own. I want God to help me. 
You see, because then you are working with God. When we, are, we want to please the Father, just like Jesus says, my food is to do the will of my Father. I want to complete his assignment. I want to complete that which he has given me to do. Because each one of us, there is an assignment that we've been given. God has given us, it's like that parable where Jesus says, when this uh, certain man went away, he gave his um, servants talents. To one he gave five, to another one two, another one one. Each one according to their abilities. But he came back to reckon with them for them to account to him how they used the talents that he gave, he gave them. So how are you using the talent that God gave you? What are you doing in the kingdom? How are you saving God? So if you are given five talents, you need to go and profit five more. If you are given two, go and profit two more. If you are given one, go and profit one more. Don't be like that lazy and slothful servant who was questioning his master. Because some people think they are wise, they keep on questioning. They even question God. So don't do that. Because you need to work with God. You need to cooperate with God. So if we say we are in the Lord's field, we are working with the Lord, we are doing things with the Lord, we need to know that even these many souls that are getting ready to be harvested in the last days, God has planned everything well. He has placed everything in place. He just wants us to step into the field and you will find people coming to the Lord because there are many people who have labored hard. They have labored hard for so many years to get things done. And people were maybe looking as if they are not listening, they are not hearing, but a seed has been planted. That's why you would find you just come there, maybe you give your personal testimony. You remember the Samaritan woman, she just said, come and see the man who told me everything I ever did. So she did not claim to know many scriptures, but indeed many people flocked to the Lord. Even in the days that we are living in, there are so many people who will come to the knowledge of the kingdom because we are always working with God. We just cooperate with God. Sometimes you just give your personal testimony and somebody comes to the Lord. And you wonder, but I didn't even speak something that's so amazing. I only invited this person to church. It's because it's time. It's because the Lord says, many have labored already before you. So the many souls, Jesus says, I can see that the harvest is plentiful. So if you look around, you see so many people going up and down, busy with their own programs. Those are the souls that need to come to the Lord, especially in these last days. That's why even in moments like this, when the world seems to be stuck, not knowing what solutions do they have for coronavirus or all these things. It's just showing and exposing the limitations of man. As human beings, we are limited. And therefore, we should be exposed like that so that we can know how to depend on God. We can know how to call upon God. Even in moments like this, we need to call upon the Lord. Because when God says, when God wants to do something, he just needs us to be available. We don't have to be even good speakers. We don't even have to be the most powerful. We don't even have to be the smartest. We just have to be on the side of God. So actually, as we conclude, I want us to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. We'll do it in the Passion Translation, where it shows us, it shows us that we are actually co-workers with God. We are co-workers with God. So in other words, we are working together with God. It's not as if things are depending on us to make things happen. You might be the weakest person. You might be the, a person who's not even eloquent at all. But if God is with you, if God is working with you, you will be amazed at how things start working out well on your side. Because God is on your side. God is with you. So I want us to be encouraged. Let's keep on asking God to help us number our days. To realize that the time that we are living in, 
Let us treasure this moment. Many people have passed away. We are still here. We are still here. We are here for such a time as this. We are here for a specific purpose. And we need to be placed where God has placed us in. And let's stay there. And indeed fulfill the plan of God in these last days. I'm looking forward. I'm so much excited about the revival that is coming. The many souls that will be won into the kingdom. Indeed the harvest is plentiful. The harvest is plentiful. Many hearts are ready now for the word. They are ready for the kingdom. Indeed we need to go out there and harvest for the kingdom and we will be rewarded. The master will come back and say well done you good and faithful servant. Well done you good and faithful servant. I want to hear that. That's why I'm encouraged. I have the sense in my heart the sense of this great revival that's coming. With my natural eyes, I may not see it. With your natural eyes, you may see chaos around you. But we don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. So depend on what's on the inside of you. Those of you who are sensitive to the Spirit of the Lord, you can sense it, that a great revival is coming. There's something that the Lord is doing in these last days, and we want to be part of it. We just want to thank God that he has counted us in. We are part of his end time plan. Amen. We are at a point where we need to close right now. I want to close in prayer because I'm very much excited at the upcoming revival. Let's keep on praying for one another. Let's keep on focusing on the plan of God. Let's keep on focusing on the purpose of God. And let's not be moved by what we see. Because in this year, 2021, some of us are very much expectant. The Bible says our hopes and expectations will not be cut off. Indeed, my hopes and expectations will not be cut off. I'm expecting great things from the Lord. I'm also expecting great things that will be happening in the kingdom. When many souls are coming to the Lord, in the name of Jesus, let us close. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We bless you. We honor you, Father, for this opportunity. Just to receive from your throne, O God, the opportunity, Lord, to be revived by you, to be strengthened by you, that we can be excited at your end time plan. And mighty Father, thank you for counting us in. We say, here we are, here I am, Lord, use me. Here I am, Lord, send me for your glory. In the name of Jesus, even right now, Lord, I want to pray for everyone who's listening to this message right now, everyone who might have been feeling discouraged. I pray for them. I say, let them be strengthened with might in the inner man. Be strengthened in Jesus' name. And anyone who is not feeling well in your body, I send the word of healing. I say, be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed. I rebuke that sickness. I rebuke that infirmity. I say, pain, you stop it now in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are delivering your people, that you send your word to deliver us, you send your word to heal us, and Father, we will stay and dwell in your goodness all the days of our lives, and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, in Jesus' name, amen. I believe that you have been blessed by this word, and if you want to keep on receiving similar word, many messages that we preach, in, uh, which we share in our YouTube channel. It would be good for you if you subscribe so that whenever there are messages that are coming through, you would be notified. Subscription is free. You just click there to subscribe. Then you are one of those that would receive notifications whenever we've got messages that we are sharing on our YouTube channel. 
then you will receive the notification and then you can listen, you can uh, enjoy and also get strengthened. We are in this together. We are all pieces of the puzzle that as we are used by God in these last days, let's work together for the sake of the kingdom. To subscribe is free. You do not pay anything to subscribe and to link with what we do and keep on enjoying the good message, the good word that the Lord is sharing with us. See you next time. Stay blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.